It seems like in this world of people that are trying just to mind their own business and get along, we have an awful lot of people that are doing just the opposite. We have an awful lot of inhumanity towards man. And that's what I'm going to talk about on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great edition of Truth to Ponder. Well, I'm going to get right to the meat of what I want to talk about. I'm receiving emails and letters from people that listen to my show that are telling me how depressed they are, how alone they are, and how they're being treated by their fellow man. And it seems like we have an epidemic out there of people that are doing nothing but trying to tear other people down. And in the case of the letters and emails I'm getting that are concerning this subject, it's because these people are saved, they're children of God, and God has opened their eyes and given them eyes to see and opened their ears and given them ears to hear. And the people around them, whether it be friends, neighbors, family, they do not have their eyes opened or their ears opened. They neither see nor hear. And so the people that God has opened their eyes and opened their ears, they feel all alone. They have no one to talk to. I've received at least 10 emails over the last six months from people that are reaching out to me. And I'm just a guy on the radio but they don't know who else to talk to. And so they're reaching out for a friend. It might be my personality or what I'm saying, but their spirit has told them that they've found someone they can talk to. So I'm going to tell you people right now, I do not mind. I do not mind being there for people and helping to encourage them. And so if you are one of the people that feel all alone and have no one to talk to and no one understands you and you just need to vent, well, God put me on the air, not for me, but for you. And so send Bob an email at bob at truthtoponder.com and have him forward your email address to me or just get a message to me and I'll get back to you because that's what I'm here for. And the first time it happened, it kind of took me by surprise. I thought, wow, what am I doing or saying that's that's making people think that I'm their friend, friend enough that people really open up to me and tell me their problems and their issues. And also, I have people that get a hold of me to share praise reports. And I had a young man get a hold of me that told me that because of my show, he no longer has an alcohol problem. He quit drinking. And I've never talked about alcoholism or drinking or anything. I've never talked about those subjects, but he just read something into what I was saying that helped him. And so I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to help. And so I'm going to be talking directly to some of you people that feel all alone. But I'm going to talk about the problem first. And on the second half of the show, I'm going to just kind of give a pep talk to everyone because I think an awful lot of people need some words of encouragement. But I'm going to zero in on the problem that we have. 
definitely God is separating the sheep from the goats. And Satan is definitely running amok in this world right now, seeing who he may devour. And I'm going to give you a little side note here. Never, ever put God and Satan on a scale and think they balance. Satan is a created being just like you are. He's not the creator. So Satan is not all-seeing, not all-knowing. Satan is just another created being. And so if you're one of those that think that Satan has power, well, he doesn't. Satan only has the power that you give him. He's just like you and me. He's just a created being. Okay, now back to my topic here. Satan is doing his best to confuse and lie. And a lot of people are buying the lies. And they're trying their best to just follow the system. And the system is all messed up right now. They don't want to cause waves. And so so if someone in government says the sky is green, well, the sky is green to these people. And if you tell them, no, the sky is blue, well, you're a nut. Like right now, if you tell people that there's only two genders, male and female, there's a sizable portion of our society that will openly get angry with you just for stating something that's obvious. And so Satan has put all these things out here to divide us. And Satan hates families. And he hates churches and he hates Christians. He hates, he hates everyone. That's what he deals in is hate. And he tries to spread that. And so you have family members trying to crush family members. You have people that are wide awake that are lost in a sea of zombies, people that will never be awake. We have lots of people living in the spirit of Antichrist. We have lots of people living just satanic lives. We have people that openly worship Satan. There's an awful lot of things happening that will divide us. And a man contacted me recently, was telling me that his family has disowned him, and he has nobody in his area to talk to, all because he's saved, and he is a believer, he's a child of God, and just the fact that he's a child of God is enough to alienate him from most people, where he lives anyway, and that's very sad. This gentleman is wide awake as far as all these agendas that these elitists are pushing on us and all the political turmoil and all of the genocide and all of the evil that's happening, this man is privy to. He sees it, and no one around him sees it. And the only people he can talk to are cashiers as he's paying for whatever he's buying. Then he gets to have some small talk with the cashier, which is very sad. But he's not isolated. There's an awful lot of people that way. And people are going out of their way to be inhumane to people. There's all sorts of road rage. If you happen to be wrong with something, people will ridicule you. People are really fast to judge and just absolutely determine that you're a worthless person. And that's got to stop because we're tearing each other down. And I think it's because Satan wants us to tear each other down to keep us as weak as possible. And he's trying to shake everyone's faith. I know that some of the people who have written me 
their faith isn't shaken, but they're just ready to leave this world. They're just done. They've had enough. And I understand that as well. But I have to say that God has you here for a reason. I say that quite often on this show, that God wouldn't have you here at this time and place if you weren't needed. And I think we have an awful lot of people that I'm going to consider them speed bumps that are put in our way to try to derail us and try to take our joy, try to make us lose our faith in God. They try to make us to where we're ineffective, to where we're depressed. And that's another word I'm getting from listeners. They tell me how depressed they are. And we live in very depressing times. We have an awful lot of things that are on our minds that are not real healthy. If you watch videos of, for instance, what's going on in Gaza, where women with babies are being shot by snipers, and then you watch video of Israeli soldiers bragging about how many babies they're killing, and there are people that justify that because they're only Palestinians. You ever hear the story about the rape of Nanking? I believe it was 1937. It's when the Japanese Imperial Army went into Nanking, China, and they just slaughtered countless people. And they would take these young babies, and they'd throw them up in the air, and then they'd take their bayonets, and they'd try to stab them. It was a game. They'd see how many babies they could stab with their bayonet as the baby was falling from the sky, while the soldiers laughed and had fun. Now, I know that sounds real hideous to even think about, but it did happen. And we always look at the rape of Nanking as one of the most horrible moments of World War II. But yet we have babies being killed in the Gaza Strip. And we're being told, oh, well, they have to be killed because they're going to grow up to be terrorists. I'm going to refresh your memory. If you're a white male that believes in God, well, you're a potential terrorist according to our government. Are you a terrorist? No, I don't think so. Am I a terrorist? Certainly not. But yet, I'm in the category. I'm a white male. I'm a Christian. Therefore, I'm a candidate for being a terrorist. And so, don't buy the line that all these children in Gaza are going to grow up to be terrorists. Some of them are going to grow up to be doctors. And they're going to grow up to be humanitarians. They're going to grow up to be farmers. They're going to grow up to be businessmen. Just like any other society. But yet, we're being told to hate the Palestinians. And what group is it going to be next? I think it's going to be the Turkish people, actually. I'm starting to read things about Turkey being the enemy. And, of course, that's all coming from the top. And it's true, there is nothing new under the sun. The Spanish-American War, approximately 150 years ago, that was all contrived. That was a false flag that we instigated so we could take the property of Spain. It was all a money grab. That's all it was, and a land grab. And that's all Gaza is, is a money grab and a land grab. But we have to hate, just like Saddam Hussein with the weapons of mass destruction. We have to hate. We have to get him. And so we went in and blew up a whole bunch of people and used ammunition that was laced with radioactivity. And to this day, there's children born with birth defects because of 
the weapons we used against Saddam's army. What I'm trying to say is that mankind is messed up because mankind has decided to follow Satan. Pure and simple. And I know we're to pray for our leaders, and our leaders are, and the Bible says that the leaders are established by God, that they're actually given that role. And while that might be the case, these leaders have used their opportunity to be satanic and tyrannical. And I think that automatically supporting them might be the right thing to do when they first get into their office. Unless they steal their office, then I don't think God appointed Joe Biden. I really don't. I think that that was totally the dark side that put that evil man in power. And I know that that's really a sore subject with people that we have to pray for our leaders. Well, I pray that he leaves office. That technically isn't praying for him, but I really think that he gained the office illegally. And that's another thing that people are doing that is creating all sorts of division is that we have a multi-tiered justice system, a multi-tiered political system. And it's not just the Democrats and the communists. There are Republicans that are just absolutely shameless and need to be out of power. They need to be out of office. We have lawmakers that are so arrogant because they think they're super special. It's because they all think they're the elites. And make no mistake, the elites have decided that they want to control the world. And as George Carlin has often said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And that's true. It's a big club and you aren't in it. I'm not in it. And so we're just so much cannon fodder out here just to be pushed around. We're just the peons and the serfs. And that divides people. But they try to divide us from the top down. They want us all to hate each other. They want us to be at war with each other. Maybe not in a kinetic way, but they want us to be so far divided that we can never come together because there's a lot of power when we come together. And they can't have that. And when I say they, I'm talking about the elitists. They can't have we the people unite. That's their worst nightmare. And so it trickles down trickles down to family members treating other family members bad because one family member says, you know what this world needs? This world needs Jesus. That's all they have to say. And then all of a sudden, they have people that are totally angry with them, and they shun them and put them out of their life. And I have a friend that likes to spread Bible verses and likes to talk about the Bible and friends and family of this person have said to stop doing that, that they don't like it. They say, cut this God stuff out. We don't want it. And that person is being attacked because this person wants them to know the Lord. And these people don't want to know the Lord because their Lord is Satan. A lot of people have made up their mind They may not realize that they have chosen Satan, but they're very comfortable with the choice that they made, and so they're going to stick with it. And I guess I'm describing a dying world or a dying society, and that's what we're living in right now. The old ways are either dead or on life support. 
soon to be unplugged from the life support. And if you and me don't do some things about saving some semblance of our society, it's just going to be gone. On the Christmas show that I did the music with my two friends, we had several Christmas songs that we did, and we told stories about Christmas past. I received an awful lot of comments about people just enjoyed reliving some of their childhood through what we were talking about, and it brought back very fond memories of days that are now gone. And so I have to ask the listeners today, why do these days have to be gone forever? Why can't we pick up some of the things that have been thrown away? You know, a lot of people are throwaway people. That's what I call them. They're thrown away by friends and thrown away by the fa- their families and thrown away by society. And we have an awful lot of things that people have enjoyed for centuries as far as society, different things in society. And that's been thrown away as well. Well, it's time that we quit throwing people away. And we need to use that R word, respect. It's time we respect one another. And it's time that we reached out for people who are out there that are lonely, that have no one to talk to, their family has shunned them. And we need to be there for these people. Because because a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering at the hands of people that are living under the spirit of Antichrist. They have the reprobate mind, and they're actively punishing brothers and sisters who simply want to share their strength and their joy, which is their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they try to share that, and they're shunned. And other people that God has opened their eyes to as as far as the New World Order and the things that are happening, the satanic takeover of a lot of our institutions, there are people that actively see that, and they're dead on with what they see. But yet, they don't dare open their mouth because they're afraid. They're afraid of the society shunning them. They're afraid of their family disowning them. And so these people are not only alone and depressed, but they have to walk on eggshells. They don't dare talk about important things. Can you start seeing a pattern here? Anything that Satan can do to shut down people that are trying to be whistleblowers or help change society to the better, anybody that is a person that has knowledge, Satan is making it to where they'd be afraid to speak out. And there's an old saying that says a person that won't read is the same as a person that can't read. And there's a lot of truth in that. And I'm going to bend that a little bit and say the person that won't speak out is the same as a person that can't. And a lot of people feel they can't speak out because they're so afraid of being shunned. And I'm not one of these people that's very shy. I speak out and I get shunned. I have people that think I'm just totally nuts because I believe in those chemtrails. And they can look up the sky and see them and not see them. And it bothered me for a long time that people couldn't see chemtrails or see what I was seeing until God revealed to my spirit that not everyone has ears to hear or eyes to see. 
And unfortunately, as in the days of Noah, there's not that many people that are going to have their eyes opened and going to be able to see. Because as in the days of Noah, not very many people survived. And the door was shut on humanity when the door to the ark was shut. And we're living in the same type of an atmosphere as in the days of Noah. Because as Noah was building his ark, he had people watching him build it. No doubt they were ridiculing him, laughing at him, shunning him. And I would imagine that Noah didn't feel real good about that. No one likes to be shunned or laughed at. But that's what's happening. We have people that want to be watchmen. We have people that want to be whistleblowers. We have people that want to be part of God's army people that want to be prayer warriors, people that want to make a difference, people that want to share the knowledge that God has revealed to them, and they're being shut down. Not only are they being shut down, they're being shunned, they're being made to be depressed, to where they're ineffective. And that's exactly what Satan is doing to all of these people that are feeling depressed and feeling like they're just flushed. And we have to pick these people up, we have to encourage them. And this is just my personal opinion, but I don't think Satan attacks people that he really doesn't need to attack. If he already owns them, then he can leave them alone. But the people that Satan does not own, the people that are followers of their Lord Jesus Christ, those are the people that Satan needs to attack. He doesn't necessarily need to attack someone that's living a life of horrible sin that revels in their sin, that doesn't care about God or repenting. I don't think Satan really cares to attack those people. But someone that God has revealed a truth to that wants to share that truth with others, well, that's a whole different story. That just puts a target on their back as far as I'm concerned. And I've always been under the impression that if Satan's attacking you real hard, you must be doing something right. I know that might sound a little twisted, but I hope you understand what I mean. But I really think that we have a lot of people out there that are hurting. And so to those that are causing the hurting, stop it. Just stop it. It's time to be kind. It's time to be humane. It's time to show some respect for your fellow human. It's time, if if you're on a high horse, get off that high horse. We're all in this together. And if you're one of those that revel in being a bully, well, stop it. Stop being a friend and an instrument of Satan. People that go out of their way to cause harm, in my opinion, are working for their father, Satan. And if you're one of those people that you have to have your way or else you're going to throw a fit or get mad, if you're one of those people that can't stand an alternative view, you get mad and have to ridicule. If you're one of those people that are prideful and and think you're the smartest person in the room, stop it. It's time for you to look in the mirror and see yourself as you really are. And if you need to change, if you need to be more humane, if you need to start reaching out to people and treating them with respect, well, I think that it's going to do you a world of good. And we're fighting a very spiritual war here. 
And Satan is very cunning, and he has an awful lot of power over a lot of people because the people have given Satan that power. Well, it's time that we showed our power, the power that comes to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we don't have any power, it all comes from him. But let him use us. Have his power flow through us. Let's be a change for good. Start doing kind things to people. Be uplifting. You never know when you're going to be talking to one of these people that are silently suffering because no one will talk to him. Go out of your way to be friendly. Go out of your way to be a brother and be a sister. I think that's vital in 2024 and going forward. It's time to put petty differences aside. And it's time that God's family treated each other correctly with love and respect and compassion. Because believe me, there's a lot of people out there that are hurting. And if they're hurting bad enough that the only friend that they can find happens to be me because they hear me on the radio, that really saddens me. It makes me happy they contact me, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to be here for people that need me. But it makes me sad that they feel they have to reach that far just to find someone that will listen. And on the second half, I'm going to be talking to the people that I think need encouragement. I would ask that you consider donating to this ministry. It's very easy to do. Just go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. Click on the support tab and then follow instructions. Or if you want to be old school and send it in by mail, and I'm talking about a donation, take checks and money orders. You would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Taking off your glasses. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. You're receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. I was once going to a store. I had to get something. It was supposed to be open, but I got there and it's it's dark. And I just saw a few little dimly lit lights and it made no sense because I needed something. And 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 this, the store, I looked at the store hours. It was supposed to be open till six and it was four o'clock, but it was all dark. No holiday, nothing posted. And I see a guy walking in the store and and, and, and it looks like it, it, it's dark. And I'm wondering, what's he doing in the store? And I and I, I, I say, I, I, I knock on the thing and I, I, I say, is it's closed? He says, no, it's not closed. I said, well, then why is it dark? Why are the lights off? Says it's, the lights aren't off. Well, I said, maybe it's because you had your sunglasses on. I was wearing sunglasses and it changed everything and I forgot I had them on. The store wasn't closed, wasn't even dark. It just looked dark. It shows you something real important. See, life is not just what life is. It's how you see it. Two people can look at the same thing. One sees something very bright. Another something dark. Something sees Someone sees the situation hopeful, other hopeless. You know, One sees disappointment. The other one sees a divine appointment. One sees a closed door. Another sees a, an opportunity or a challenge. We're wearing filters. And you got to understand that. And some people have filters or glasses of gloom or, or being a victim or being of rejection or fear. Or, or another person has the lens of faith. No matter what 
they can rejoice and be encouraged. Well, Messiah said, if your eyes are good, your whole body will be filled with light. So stop calling things dark when in God there is no darkness. When in God it promises that all things are going to work out for good, that means everything is blessed. So take off your glasses, open the door, and do what you have to do. The store is open. Rejoice. You're blessed. Want more? Well, ask for on CD, The Light of the Soul. Now, the free gift for you. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You're going to love it. And Sapphires with the Riches of Your Jewish Roots and Jesus' Special Teachings, Applications, Updates on Israel, World Events, and Prophecy. You're going to love it. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and the unreached peoples on five continents. It's amazing farthest way your life will ever impact the world for the gospel through shortwave radio you can blanket the earth amazing how just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 or you can write me direct here's how just write the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi L-O-D-I New Jersey 07644 that's the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi L-O-D-I New Jersey 07644 well till next time this is Jonathan Kahn saying Take off your glasses. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Or Haolam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. Well, this episode I'm talking about man's inhumanity to man and there's an awful lot of people out there who are hurting who are alone who feel disrespected who feel like they've been left behind and to those who don't feel that way it's up to us to be kind and it's up to us to try to help out our brothers and sisters who are feeling let's just say down in the dumps because there's a lot of people that feel that way But I said the second half I wanted to address the people who are feeling that way. and It's easy to say and hard to do. I'll say that before I even give you my two cents worth. But we have to understand that we're children of God. And so we're never alone. And as you feel like you're alone and the world's against you, well, the world was against Jesus. The world has been rebelling against their creator, since the dawn of time ever since Adam and Eve fell in the garden there's been all sorts of rebellion against God and there's been an awful lot of disrespect shown not only to Christians but also to Jesus himself and the Bible does state that the true believers will not be loved by the world and since we're supposed to be in the world but not of the world those who follow that and have distanced themselves from the world controlled by Satan and his minions, well, of course, we're going to have a target on our back. And of course, we are going to be ridiculed and mocked and shunned and just made to feel like we don't belong. Well, we don't. We don't belong. That's just the point. We can't long for acceptance from people who don't accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says not to be unevenly yoked, and if you have a bunch of people who are shunning you and shutting you out just because you believe in Jesus, 
Well, that's not a group to be associating with anyway. That's not a group you want to be a part of. The Bible would call those people fools, and you shouldn't want to associate yourself with fools, even if they are your family members or maybe your best friends or your neighbors. There's an awful lot of things going on to trap people and to have them fall for that spirit of Antichrist, and God is sending a delusion over certain people, and God is enlightening certain people, and those who are sent to delusion and are given over to a reprobate mind cannot think like someone who's receiving revelation from God. There just is no way that you're going to have any reconciliation between those two groups. And while it might be painful, and while it might seem that you're an outcast and an outsider, well, there are some groups that you don't want to be a part of. And so that's the first place to look, is to consider the source of your rejection and of how people are treating you. If they happen to be atheists, or if they're anti-God, or filled with the spirit of Satan, well, maybe it's best that they shun you. They may be doing you a favor. And I know it's always hard when family is involved, but you have to ask yourself about certain family members that if they weren't your family, would they even be your friend? That's a real hard question to ask. But you must ask it and you must answer it. And if the answer is yes, well, then there is some common ground. You're going to be able to mend something and come up with some semblance of a relationship. But if your answer is no, that these people wouldn't even be your friend if they weren't family, you wouldn't even want to know them in the first place, well, maybe their rejecting you is not as bad as what you really think it is. I kind of have a rule of thumb, and I'm not recommending you do this, but this is what I have come up with. If the best something can be is mediocre, no matter how much time and effort and money and thought and everything I put into the relationship, if the best it can be is mediocre, well, it's better to move on to spend your time and money and effort and your thought onto relationships and people where you can get much better than mediocre, to where you can actually have a positive, good experience in relationship. I know I spent many years trying to have relationships with people that didn't want a relationship with me, and a lot of people can relate to that, different family members that you've always tried to warm them up to you, and it never quite happens. Or maybe it's a schoolmate or someone at work or a neighbor, someone that you're trying real hard just to get them to acknowledge you or to at least tolerate you, but every time they see you, they seem to be too busy to talk to you or they turn their back on you or shun you in some way. And I spent many years trying to change the hearts of some of these people, and I don't think I was ever successful. And so I finally adopted my policy of if the best it can be is mediocre, it's time just to back off. And I'm not recommending that, but that's how I cope with that. God has put a lot of us on this earth that we feel like we're isolated. And there's lots of times I feel the same way. But I also know that God puts people in your life for a reason, 
and he takes people out of your life for a reason. And we just have to be in prayer and we have to listen to God and be obedient. And we have to have faith that we're not alone. We have to have faith that there are others that feel what we feel. And I really think that the remnant is being gathered. And I think these people are, through the Holy Spirit, I think, are going to come together. The people that have contacted me are very good people. They just happen to be in the wrong situation in areas where they feel like they're the only person that feels and thinks like they do. And in every instance, I line up almost 100% with all of them with what they think and their ideas and just who they are. I just line up with it. And I feel like I'm evenly yoked with these people. And so they contact me because they hear me on the radio And I do believe that God is directing them to me. I think God has and will continue to direct people to you, put people in your life that maybe they're not in your life for them to help you. Maybe you're to help them. And once we understand as children of God that we have brothers and sisters out there that are feeling exactly like we do, but we just haven't met them yet. And so don't lose hope. Don't despair. The Bible says fear not. But redouble your efforts on your faith. Just have faith that God will put the people in your life that you need. Maybe not the people you want, but definitely the people you need. And we have to listen and be obedient and not judge too harshly on a person that maybe is put in your life that you just can't quite see it yet. So don't have rush judgments on people. Maybe an atheist is put in your life, and so you can share your faith with this person, and and you possibly, with the help of the Holy Spirit, save another soul. So don't just wait for God to put people in your life to uplift you, because it doesn't work that way. He puts all kinds of people and all kinds of situations. And so... If you're depressed or if you are feeling insignificant, just know that when it's your turn, you need to be ready. And what I mean by your turn is that God definitely is going to put people in your life. He's definitely going to have you in situations to where you can share your faith or your testimony. You're also going to be in situations where you feel hopeless and alone. That's when you're going to have to fight the depression and fight all the horrible things that the spirit of Antichrist tries to put in your head. And that's easier said than done. But I know that if you would just find some good teaching, whether it be on a CD or a cassette or wherever you could find it on the radio, if you feel led to listen to certain teachers, A good way to spend your time is to play that in the background when you're working or you're relaxing. Study when you can, but just always keep the Word of God on in your house instead of listening to secular radio or music that really has no purpose. It helps me to listen to songs of faith and inspiration and to listen to the teaching of God's Word 
And it brings a calmness into my house and a calmness to me that if I ever start feeling like I'm alone, well, I can just throw that mood off almost instantly because there are so many people that do care. And I'm talking about the broadcasters who broadcast on shortwave specifically is that these ministries are all faith-based and they don't have sponsors. And a lot of the ministries are very much hand-to-mouth. They're month-by-month. And they do their best to bless you and to come to you with scripture and song and positive messages. And they do that out of the goodness of their heart. And so there's no mega church type corporate shiny, just kind of phoniness about it. It's all just rubber meets the road real. And I like to have that kind of teaching on because I know that the person who was doing the teaching really does believe what they're saying, and they're really doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And so there are people on the air, such as Bob Bierman and myself, where we do our best to bring you the good news. We do our best to encourage and enlighten you and to help you with your walk, and we try to help the kingdom of God as much as we can here on earth. We're trying to be obedient And one of the things God has put me on this earth to be is an encourager, and I'm here to help people. Therefore, I don't mind if anyone contacts me that just needs to talk, because I'm a good listener. And I may have people take me up on it, and I may not, but it doesn't matter. It might take a day or two to get back to you if I have a lot of people that contact me, but I will get back to you, and I will personally read your letter or listen to your message or whatever, or however you contact me, and I'll personally either email you or give you a phone call or whatever it takes. Because my radio show and my guest hosting on Truth to Ponder has nothing to do with me, nothing at all. It has everything to do with me being obedient. And I can't be an encourager if I have no one to encourage. And so I have to be obedient and and be there for everyone to help encourage them and to help just be there for them. That's one thing that all of us need to be there is for each other. I would imagine that if we put all the people who are depressed or are not feeling good about things, maybe it's the economy, maybe it's the wars, maybe it's everything, Maybe it's their family that's turned their back on them. Whatever the case may be, if you could put all those people that feel that way into one room and they all got to talking, they'd all have a lot in common. And I think there'd be a lot of real positive fellowship come from that. And I think a lot of people would be helped by that. And so with the modern technology we have with communication, it's not impossible to get people in touch with each other, and that could be a ministry unto itself, is to just helping people find people that have like-minded ideas, just so they can vent or they can at least support each other. And that's one thing that Bob Bierman is trying to do with Truth to Ponder, and also with the church that he has established, and everything he's working on, he's trying to be a blessing. He has a vision of bringing Christians together to help each other, and I share that vision. And as far as I'm concerned, it has to start with me 
And so I just want you to know that you're not alone and that there's a lot of evil happening and it's not just happening to you. I know that doesn't make you feel any better, but you have to understand that these feelings of isolation are put there by the enemy trying to depress you and trying to hurt your faith. So it would be best to praise and worship God and try to be among believers. And if you are a member of a church and you're not getting any support from that church, well, maybe it's a good time to find another body of believers. That's one thing I believe the church has done as a whole. I'm talking about not the church that God is coming back for, but the churches that are established with man's doctrines. There's an awful lot of churches that are dropped the, that have dropped the ball. And they have members that go to church that are not being fed or are not being supported. And that seems to be rather common and that's really sad. But I don't, I believe Jesus is coming back for a spotless church, one church. He's not coming back for a fragmented church of many different doctrines. And let's face it, the doctrines of man have divided many, many people. But it's time to get back to the grassroots, rubber-meets-the-road Christianity and study the Bible and also get a concordance. Get some tools to help you study the Bible. If a word comes in the Bible you don't quite understand, well, don't just blow through it. Find out what it means and try to find out what it means in the context in which it was written. And I would highly recommend you do that if you're feeling alone and you're feeling like you're being shut out or shunned. Well, Almighty God will never shut you out or shun you. That's why I say show after show that we need to concentrate on the kingdom of God and not on the powers of this earth. Because the powers here on earth are doing everything to tear you down, not to lift you up. It's almost like the food that we eat, a lot of it isn't really good for us. It keeps us from being hungry, but it doesn't build us up. It doesn't build bone or muscle. It just fills us up. And there's a lot of teaching out there that that's what it is. It's just empty, like empty calories. And we need to have meat. We need to have real Bible study. We need to understand what God wants of us. And to get lost in his word is one of the best things you can do. I know a lot of people have a lot of history with family that they're going to have to readjust the relationship just for the fact that maybe your family has already shunned you. Well, they've adjusted the relationship, and now it's time for you to adjust and have a nice, calm, collected talk with the family members that might be shunning you and let them know how you feel in a positive way, not in an argumentative way, and see how they react, and then go from there. And maybe you'll have to adjust your relationships because they've already adjusted their feelings towards you, so it might be time to revisit the relationship you are trying to have and take some of the control back that they've obviously taken all the control to try to steer the relationship in the direction they want it. It's time for you to pray it through and really seek God's help and then make some decisions of your own. But don't do anything rash or anything that's going to be 
permanent. I'm not saying that they won't feel that way towards you and do something rash towards you, but you're not in control of what other people think. It might hurt, but I think this death by a thousand cuts that we go through every day by just rehashing over and over what someone has said or done to us, and it's just time for us to take a little bit more control. But the best way to take control of the situation is to turn it over to God. And I know that's easier said than done. Matter of fact, I know I have a big problem with that. There's, It's not that I want to get even with people. It's just that once I've been wronged, I just feel like I never want it to happen again. And so I have a bad habit of shutting down. So I'm working on that. And I would say that please don't do what I do and shut down. Try to be more open and more positive. But that's just a character trait of mine that I would like to change. And so there's an awful lot out there that is positive and good. We just have to see it. The old saying that every cloud has a silver lining is really true. And so don't look at the cloud all the time. Of course, you can't help but notice the cloud. But look past the cloud. Look towards the silver lining. Start doing that as a habit and make a habit in looking at everything as if you're looking for the beauty of the situation or beauty of the object you're looking at. And you'll start seeing positive things and beauty in situations that you feel are hopeless right now. And we can't forget that we are the light of the world. And if we are depressed and we are feeling down and insignificant and thrown away, well, our light is not going to shine very bright. And so we need to come together as a family of Christians Fellow brothers and sisters need to treat each other like brothers and sisters. There's a reason why that term has been used for centuries, that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We can't just be people that believe in Christ. We have to truly be brothers and sisters. That's why I am trying to be there for anyone that needs me, because I want to be a brother to my fellow brothers and my sisters. And to those of you who do not fit into the people who are depressed or feeling alone, well, it's time for you to step up, be a brother, be a sister. And I firmly believe that 2024 is going to be just a massively bad year. I really do believe that. I wish I didn't, but I think we're going to need each other. I think that we're going to need each other this year, possibly more than we ever have. And it's going to rely on us turning things over to God more than we ever have. And so you need to pray more than you ever have. You need to have more faith than you've ever had. You need to reach out more than you ever have. You need to hit a new level of kindness, a new level of awareness. That's really hard to do, but we have to work on it. And set your goals high, aim high. And even if you don't hit your goal, at least you'll hit higher than if you aim for a low goal. And so we need to do everything in our power to pull ourselves up if we are feeling down in the dumps. And we need to help other people just throw that mood off and to realize they're not alone and that they're, lo- and that they're loved and respected. We just have to do that for our fellow brothers and sisters. And also we have to know that there are wolves among the sheep 
And so we have to be real careful of who we confide in. And so it shouldn't be automatic that you let people in your life that are total strangers. You're going to have to vet them and pray about it and use discernment, pray for discernment for sure. But to those who are feeling lonely, well, we have to be open to receiving what other people may want to enrich our life with, whether it be advice or their company or or however they want to be a blessing in our life. We have to be willing to accept that. And one of the hardest things to do is to let someone be themselves. And I really don't like people buying things for me. I never have. I've always felt like I'd be obligated somehow. But God spoke to me quite a long time ago and said, you're not letting these people be who they are. They're givers. They want to give. So let them be who they are. And so I think that's very important to those who are in need of encouragement is let people be who they are as they try to encourage you. That, again, is very hard sometimes, but it's something that needs to be done. Really, I think it's time that we take stock of why we're here in the first place. And I've told the story before about the old man that told me when I was a teenager, probably 14, that the good Lord put us on this earth for one reason, and that was to help each other. And he told me never to forget that, and I never have. And so I think that we all need to help each other and encouraging and just respecting. I know I've used those words many times during this episode, but I can't stress enough just what a little bit of kindness will do. And share your smile. Share your thoughts. Share your compassion. Share a little bit of yourself. Let your light shine and be the salt of the earth that you were meant to be. I know it's easier said than done, but it's really our time to shine. Because if we don't, darkness is going to cover the world. And I know that in the end times, things are going to get real rough. Well, I think that we're entering into the end times. I'm not sure that we're in the Great Tribulation, but I really do feel like we're very close. And even if we're not heading towards the Great Tribulation, I'm convinced we're heading towards a tribulation, and I don't think it's going to be any walk in the park. I think that there's going to be so many things happen in this world that's going to shake people's faith, It's going to try to steal their joy. It's going to try to depress and make us all ineffective. And we're living in a world where news travels fast. Unlike other wars throughout history, that it took weeks, sometimes months, to have the results of different battles and different situations, now it's going to happen in real time. And it was hard enough for humanity to cope with bad news and other news that was disturbing, even if it trickled in one or two stories a week or a month, now we're going to have hundreds of stories every day. We're going to be flooded with pictures of death and destruction like no other generation has had to see. Now, I really do believe we're already seeing that. But as I record this, there's problems in South America, there's ongoing problems in Europe, and also in Asia, and you know 
all the troubles as well as I do. And so the world at large, I think, is a powder keg and it's about ready to explode. I think that the powers that be, the globalists and Satanists, they want to depopulate the world and I don't think starvation is going to work fast enough for them. And I don't think the vaccines are going to work fast enough to get rid of enough of us. And so they have to have a wholesale slaughter. I truly hope I'm wrong, but that's what I see coming. That's why I stress that you take care of your own, take care of your family, homeschool your children, take care of your neighbors, reach out, reach out to these hurting brothers and sisters that need you. Now is the hour. Now is the time. Well, I hope the right ears heard the show today. I know there's a lot of people out there that feel alone and feel hurting. Just know that with Truth to Ponder, you have a friend. And with Bob Beerman and myself, you have friends. Bob Beerman would not have this ministry going if he didn't care. And Bob Beerman cares very much. And he's doing a lot of good things. And I'm proud to be a part of it in my small way. It's one of my highlights of my week is being able to come to you on Wednesdays. And I hope I'm making a difference. I want to make a difference, not for me, but for the kingdom of God. I hope that my messages ring true, and I hope that that's information you can use. And I hope that what I have to say enriches your life and encourages you. I would ask that you would support this ministry. That is vital going forward because we need ministries like this in times like these. And it's real easy to donate. All you have to do is go to the website, which is truththenumber2ponder.com and click on the support tab and you'll be guided how to donate through a Christian funding site called Give, Send, Go. Or if you want to send a contribution in by mail, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. And all of your donations are very much appreciated. I thank you for listening. And until next time, everyone, stay safe, be brave, be kind, keep your powder dry, and never ever forget, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.